Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Tuesday, 7 February 2023. Our bit today is taken from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. And that says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. And having embraced the potentiality of this new work week with a celebration of Monday, Let's continue that joyful embrace with a celebration of Tuesday as well, no? Oh, friends, being joyful in our earthly lives, regardless of our circumstances, is ever so important because that's the only way we'll ever receive true victory over the enemy and his evil works and despicable cronies. And the only way to be mostly joyful is to have Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior with his Holy Spirit dwelling within us to lead and guide us in all righteousness. But having said that, it is utterly essential that we obey the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit. That is, if we want to receive the many and majestic benefits it brings. We can't obey when we feel like and don't obey when we don't. Total obedience is absolutely necessary all the time. Yes, like what Paul said to the Ephesians, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. And I guess the next question will be, how can we grieve the Holy Spirit? Easy just like we grieve our friends and families when we do wrong. Remember, the Holy Spirit is not an it, is not a thing, but a person, the third person of the Holy Trinity. So that means he has feelings just like us, and we grieve him when we do wrong. As Brother Paul points out earlier in his missive to the Ephesians, we must put away lying and speak truth. Don't be angry and sin. Don't let the sun go down on our anger. That means don't go to bed angry, else it will disturb our sleep. and We'll wake up angry. And when you're angry, you don't have the peace of God flowing through you. Likewise, don't steal. Work honestly. Don't use corrupt communication. That's foul and abusive language. Let our words be edifying, that's teachable. Words from which our hearers can learn valuable stuff. And all of that you can find in Ephesians 4, 25 to 29. And we can sum it all up in this verse. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And that's Ephesians 4.31. And by doing those ungodly things on a regular basis is how we grieve the Holy Spirit. Then Paul explains the necessary conduct that should be manifested by a true believer in Christ. He says, and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake, had forgiven you. And that's Ephesians 
Oh, my fellow saints, forgiven people should be forgiving people. Yes, if you've been forgiven, you should also forgive. And it's ever so important and necessary that we believers learn to live in peace, love, and forgiveness with each other because that's the only way we will ever resist and then conquer the enemy. We can't do that if we are living in strife, conflict, and evil doing. In other words, exactly like the enemy does and desires for us to do. Remember, the joy of the Lord is, in, is our strength. You can find that in Nehemiah 8.10. And that means only when we are good and godly do we possess the joyful strength of God, which flows into us through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's all quite simple, friends. If we want the marvelous benefits that emanate from our merciful and great God, then we need to live the way that he set out in his will and his word. You can't be disobedient and still expect to receive all his many fed, sorry, all his many benefits, as pointed out by Brother David in Psalm 103, where he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfied thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. And that comes from Psalm 103, verses 2 to 6. And there you have it, my brethren, some of the many good things that the Lord God Almighty, He of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob does for those who sincerely bow down and worship him. It's amazing, though, that so many of us desire to have all those benefits, but refuse to do what it takes to get them. It reminds me of one of Sister Joyce's sayings. That's Joyce Meyer. She likes to say, you can't keep doing the wrong thing and expect to get the right result. But that's exactly what so many of us are indeed doing. We are bowing down to the idols of materialism and evil that control our world, but yet we expect to enjoy the benefits of God. But it won't ever happen, my people. And please, please, let's remember that although God loves us unconditionally and is long-suffering, that doesn't mean he will put up with our shenanigans forever. At some stage of the game, if we continue our present mode of undiluted evil, he will get tired and react in wrath. And believe me, you don't want to feel God's wrath, no? for it's as great as his love. You see how many times and how disastrously he punished the Israelites for disobedience and unfaithfulness. And don't think the same thing won't happen to us eventually unless we turn from our evil ways. And who knows if it's not already happening with all the many calamities and disasters that are currently 
bombarding our world, be they natural or man-made. Oh, my fellow believers, it's as Brother Paul says in Romans, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. And that comes from Romans 13, 11, 12. Yes, people, it's certainly time for us to wake up from our slothful and evil ways and begin seriously living for Christ. For with each passing day, his return draws nearer. And if he comes and finds us wallowing in the mire of darkness, then crap or smoke we pipe. And we certainly don't want that to happen because it means eternal separation from God, which is the worst fate that can ever befall a human being. So please, let's wake up and do what we need to do now and stop grieving the Holy Spirit. And for those of us who are sincerely trying to do that, let's go home declaring, whoa, we spell declaring right. Let's go home declaring our Tuesday mantra, letting the universe know to whom we belong, lock, stock, and barrel. As one strong and sincere voice, in God's eyes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. That's who I am. No one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with my immediate neighbors as well as with the whole wide world. Glory be. And now, friends, it's time for us to actually go out and share that amazing love and friendship of Jesus with others so that they too can come to know and love him like we do. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Jesus is coming back unexpectedly as a thief in the night. Now, if he comes tonight, will you be ready? And that's a very good question, friends. If Jesus comes back tonight, will we be ready? Let's hope so. Because if we aren't, then crap or smoke we pipe. So please, let's get out there. Let's get ready. Start living sincerely for Jesus. Because that's our best option. And we pray that we'll all do that starting right now. We pray it in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love. Thank you.